Well, hey there. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, the show that's all about real talk, real business, and real growth. I'm your host, Renee Dallow, multi-passionate entrepreneur, business and life coach, keynote speaker, and wedding planner. In this show, we dive headfirst into the conversations that matter most, from personal development to relationships, career success to wellness, and everything in between. This is a safe space to explore your messy middle and come out on the other side with a little more wisdom and hopefully a few more laughs. Every episode will bring you experts and thought leaders sharing their insights, experiences, and life lessons, empowering you to take that next step toward being your favorite version of yourself. Are you ready for it? Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It is me, your host, Renee Dallow. And this week, I am joined by the lovely and fabulous Natalia Hernandez. Natalia, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Happy Monday. <laughs> Thank you. You know, so I had a wedding yesterday. So today is actually my Saturday in, in theory. Like this should be my day off. But, you know, like many entrepreneurs. <laughs> a day off no i do i take plenty of rest but today i was like i think i gotta power through and so i'm happy to be here with you yeah yeah thanks for sticking it out <laughs> i put on a little lipstick for you too oh i did put on some lip gloss you know, I did. when you mentioned makeup so lovely <laughs> i'm <laughs> bullying our guests into wearing makeup you guys know I'm, I'm really not i just feel better with a little lipstick on i don't know it's just in my spirit i guess <laughs> mascara does it for me interesting yeah i work from yeah. home as many yeah. other people do but i will always do my eyebrows and put on mascara always isn't it funny the things we need to feel whole <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing well you are here today to talk to us about entrepreneurship and relationships and enneagram which okay so everyone who listens to the show knows that i'm like a i'm a one i'm a self-help like lover guru person i'm a life coach like i love all this stuff but i also love anything that tells me more about myself mm. <laughs> that's why i'm like horoscope sign me up i'm a gemini like myers-briggs sure i'm an entj enneagram three let's go like i know all the things about myself but and I do understand in, a, in an intellectual way how knowing about everyone else will help me in my relationships. I have to be honest that I haven't actually really ever, like, I don't know my husband's Enneagram. He's never, he cannot sit still long enough to take any of these tests. <laughs> I'm going to blame that on um, adult ADHD. But I'm curious to see your, you know, your take on what it all means for both ourselves and our relationships. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, first of all, for entrepreneurs, it's really great to know what your Enneagram type is. It will help you stress less, make better decisions, just like do better with your time, just because you'll know yourself so much better. But that's just one aspect. The biggest game changer is in your relationships. You're like intimate relationships, your closest relationships, because you really do become less judgy. You become way more compassionate for other people, you're not, especially with our spouses, like we're not so quick to assign blame and to think they're doing something wrong or that they don't care or they're not putting in the effort, like all those sort of annoying judgments that we are quick to, to make, you pause 
once you know your Enneagram type and if you're lucky enough to know their Enneagram type, that's just like a bonus, right? You can understand them so much better. But if you don't know their type, as long as you know yours, that's really what you can lead with. And you're a type three, right? So it's in your nature to be naturally <laughs> aggressive, but from a mm -hmm. loving place. <laughs> but you know that about yourself. But I say that because oh, yeah. I'm a seven. So I'm also in the aggressive stance, which is three sevens and eights. So I get that. Yes. But we can come off as not always having the best tact because oh for yeah. sure yeah and i'm also and i think this is a three thing i'm i'm quite fast like i'm fast in the way i talk i'm fast in the way i think i'm fast in my responses i'm just fast and this is like such a small little anecdote but yesterday when i was at the wedding we have one of our cars in the shop and i took my car to the wedding so my husband was home with no car and it was like a million degrees it was so hot yesterday so he's texting me like how's your day going i was like yeah it's fine I'm just i'm sweating my brains out over here and he goes, yeah, me too. I need to find a place to go within walking distance. And my response, Natalia, was like Starbucks, library, movies, walked out. Like I literally gave him like, a, as if I had been thinking about it all my whole life. No, it was just, he had a problem when I was like, blah, 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 and I was like, pick one of those. And he's like, within seconds, he was like, did you just have that locked and loaded? I'm like, no, I'm just in the zone of like work and problem solving and fixing. And he was like, I guess I'll just walk over to the movie theater. I was like, perfect choice. Talk to you later. Like, it was just so like, you're done. Boom. I fixed it. I'm a three. Like it was such a, and I, I, there was a part of my brain that can see myself doing it and realizing that I'm doing a very three thing in that moment. <laughs> yes. Yes. That, well, that's very interesting as well, because threes, they like to be successful in every single area of their life. So like you just help them solve a problem. Yay. Win for you. Small win for you. I also don't know if you know your wing, but that's also a little bit of like a two of I'm coming in to help you solve your problem. Even if you didn't ask me to help solve your problem, mm -hmm. I'm going to help solve your problem because it's just what I do and I know what you need. Yeah. And so here you go, here's the answer. Yeah, my favorite thing to say to my friends when they come to me with like a business, like vent, be like, hey, do you want me to just hear you or do you want me to fix it? And they're like, yeah. why? I'm like, because I could do both, but you need to tell me which one, because I will leave conversations with certain friends. And like, by the time we're done, I'm like, here's in your business plan. And I've like assigned them a whole, and I joke that like, that's what it's like to be friends with me. But I'm also self-aware enough to know that like, not everybody, not everybody needs that. Not everybody wants it. Like you have to sort of ask permission for that kind of behavior sometimes, or at least that's how I, how I handle it. That's how I go about life as a three wing two. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's so good. That's, that's such great self-awareness. Yeah, because most of the times twos that don't know their twos, they just, that's just how they live on default. And then people push back a little bit sometimes or like, why are you in my space? Or why are you giving me advice? And then the person on the receiving the two is like, but I just, I'm just loving you. I'm it's just, just who trying, I am. just trying to help here. <laughs> so that's great. Right. Well, what's you. funny too is because like I became certified as a life coach this year and I really had to unlearn a lot of that because as coaching is, as you know, not about that. It's about helping people find their own solutions. And at first I was like, I'm an amazing coach. Everyone, I help everybody. And then I started learning more and I was like, oh, it's opposite. Okay. Yeah. And so that's been a nice unlearning and like, it feels very quite freeing. Anyway, that's not the point of this conversation, but I figured I'd throw it in. No, but I think, I think it adds because so as an entrepreneur who's a seven, when I'm coaching with clients, what do I want? And I, you know, we, t we coach on heavier topics, right? Relationships and marriage and, and, yeah. and that kind of a thing. My inclination is always to say, oh, we're, don't worry. We're going to work this out. We're going to figure this out. Everything's going to be fine. 
but I can't do that, right? Sevens have positive spin on things. And we look at the bright side of things. Well, sometimes relationships end and I cannot be like, oh, let's, let's go. and, And things will be great because that's just not the truth all the time. And I have to remind myself, wait, I'm not supposed to be their positivity here. I'm just supposed to guide them to their own conclusion. So, yeah. So you work with clients mostly on interpersonal relationships, mostly like, would you say marriage and like that kind of partnership more than like a business partnership? Yeah. Yeah. It's always either marriages or long-term relationships or individuals in relationships. Yeah. So it's all in their personal relationships. I have listeners and, and students who have over the years, right. Sort of peppered in their conversations with me, you know, some language about how maybe they wish their spouse or partner were more supportive of their entrepreneurship or like, how did you get your husband to be so on board with this? Because <laughs> we've done several episodes with my husband and he, you know, when he met me, I was not an entrepreneur. And so there wasn't, there would have been, if he were a different person and I were a different person, perhaps more friction in that, in that life choice, you know, do you see any commonality in that with your couples that you coach? Yeah, and I also see that with myself, to be honest, um, especially very early on, it, it was challenging because my husband, he's a five, he's very factual, science-based, research-based, and he would sometimes offer opinion based on a very logical thing he came up with or thought, and I don't like to be told what to do, and I would interpret his advice or suggestion or whatever as telling me how to run my business that he's has no business being involved in because he doesn't know about the Enneagram the way I do. <laughs> and that created a lot of friction. I was like, stay in your lane. <laughs> you know, it's a big challenge. And then, you know, especially if you're working from home and you're both home, then you need to make sure you're carving out time for just quality time as a married couple completely separate from the business. And the more I've gone along, the more I've let him in to my thought process or to the business itself with a sort of direction or line that I'm not asking for your opinion. I am simply sharing what has happened, letting you know some frustrations in the business that I have and what's your perspective on it. But again, with that direction of I'm just sharing and if I want direct feedback, then I'll ask you. And being sort of that aggressive type comes naturally for me to say. And so I'm not shying away from that. And he's a five and very much respects when someone sets up boundaries or rules. And so it has worked out now. But in the beginning, yeah, I mean, that was tricky. Yeah. Yeah, I will say my husband and I have, you know, right now everything's a little bit weird because there's a strike here in Hollywood. So he's not working. And it's all, it all just, the longer it goes on, the more tension filled it all gets, of course, for everyone. And everyone just wants to go back to work. So now we, and so we used to have like date nights where I would like get us a reservation at the place you couldn't get into and we'd spend a lot too much money. And now we're just like impromptu date lunch. And we just like leave the house because we, we are just trying so hard not to like dip into more into the savings. I'm revealing a lot on the show. You guys get, get ready. Um, anyway, the point of the impromptu lunch though, is that I can't talk about work. <laughs> Yeah. And because it's middle, because it's usually midday, we're at like you know a local sandwich place, and me being like, "How is your how? What's going on with you?" And he's like, "What's going on?" With you? I'm like, I can't talk about what's going on with me. No work talk at lunch, but it's a good breather for me because otherwise I just sit here and do all the work and process all the work, and then when he asks how my day is, I'm like, "Oh, too many. St- it's too much to get into." <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, also 
you're future focused. Again, three, sevens and eights yeah. are future focused. So if it was up yeah. to me and you probably, we would be talking about our businesses all day and all night. There would be no end to the projects yes. we have, the list of things we want to do, the goals we want to yeah. hit. No, there's no end to that because our mind and focus is always in the future. And the trick yeah. is, you know, really reminding ourselves that in our pursuit of that future income, goal, whatever, we're missing out on everything that's going on right now. And then when yeah. the future comes, we look back and didn't really cherish the moments that it took us to get here because we were just so busy living already, you know, over there. And yeah. we miss out a lot. And that's one of the biggest things I see with threes, um, even in the coaching clients that I have, that they're not for relationships, they still come in and their work life dramatically impacts their personal at home life. And so much of that has to do with their future focus on work and achievement and like that need for success that, listen, you guys are the workhorses. It's what we call you guys. You guys are like the CFOs. <laughs> you guys run the show for a good reason. Um, and that's the reason you're always thinking ahead. Yeah. yeah. So in, in your work with relationships and Enneagram, are there, like if there's one partner, like for, for like me, I'm into the Enneagram, at least my own. And one partner who's like, I don't get this. What is like, how do you broach the topic and say like, Hey, can we learn about this together? Like, do you just have them take the test? Like how would a listener sort of approach this with someone? Yeah. So I think there's like two things there. One, yes. I would say, Hey, there's this test. I always recommend the Enneagram Institute. It's an online test it takes, you know, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes to do. It's like 140 questions, go take it. And then we can talk about it. Read the top four descriptions. You're going to get all nine and different percentages. Read the top four, see which one resonates with you, and then we can go from there. But if they don't even want to talk about that or they think it's silly or they're just not into personality things, which happens a lot, I have the perfect prime example because it's what happened to me. My husband has no interest or had no interest in that at all. So what I did instead was because I was fully aware of myself, I started approaching our conversations differently. I started having arguments differently. There was that tension that we used to have wasn't there because I now I understood myself. I understood why I didn't want to have hard conversations because I was afraid of just feeling negative emotions. Three is the same way. So when that started to change, he was like, oh, like, okay. I could tell that there was now a difference in how I was communicating with him. And then when I learned his type, I would start helping him without him realizing I was helping him. And then I would say, oh, okay, you're doing this and this and this for this reason. And when he would then respond and say, yeah, that's exactly what it is. I would say, you know how I know that? Because I know the Enneagram. <laughs> yeah. I also imagine it made your partner feel quite seen and known. And that's so important for every relationship. Oh my God, it's huge. So he's a triathlete, right? But he's also type five, which means that they need to feel competent and capable. If they don't, they feel very insecure and unsafe. So being a triathlete, you're out there in, I don't know, swimming, I don't know, two miles or whatever it is. And for someone who doesn't like water very much, that's very frightening. And I remember a very specific time when he said, can you help me with this? Because I'm freaking out before this race. And so I was able, because I knew him so well now through the Enneagram, I was able to help him and say, okay, you know that there is 
no certainty in any of this. Anything can literally happen. But what do you actually know for sure? You know for sure you know how to swim. You know for sure you can swim over to one of the you know lifeguards or whatever they're called. You know for sure that. You know for sure that you're with a group of people and everyone knows how to swim. These are the things you know for sure and these are the things you need to focus on. Because he's a five with a six wing and six wings are worst case scenario thinkers. So his mind will take him to the worst possible outcome. So being as supportive as I can be, I brought him more towards center of like yeah. focus on what you do know, what is factual and let the rest go as just noise in your head. And it was very helpful. Yeah. That sounds very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That's the benefit of knowing what your, what your partner's type is too. What about for friendships? Hmm. That's good. That's trickier. I feel mm -hmm. because one, you don't want to assume, you know, what your friend's type is yeah. because I fell into that trap in the beginning when I first got into the Enneagram and was wrong in a few occasions because people's behaviors change. Yeah. Their motivations for why they do something don't, but their behaviors change. So it's very easy to say that someone is a four if you see them very emotional, but that's not the case. They could just be in like a season in their life when things aren't going good and they feel like shit and things are just life sucks. So yeah. you have to be careful and not assume that. But when you do know and it is accurate, it's just the best kind of friendship. Like when I learned that my good friend is a type eight, I was like, yes. I already knew she was very strong, but I knew now I can be, I don't have to sugarcoat anything with her. Or like, you know, when you talk to your friends and you say, hey, I've got this idea. Tell me what you think, but please be honest. Like, let me know, just be honest, don't right. hold back. Right. You don't do that with an eight because an no. eight's just going to tell you directly. Yeah. And so it's beautiful. Yeah. Now I cut to the chase and I'm like, listen, this is what's going on. Give me your thoughts. Yeah. It's great. I liked what you said about not trying to like diagnose someone else. I made air quotes there, guys. Like someone else's Enneagram. Isn't that one of the core principles of Enneagram? Like you're not supposed to say like, oh my God, you're such a four to someone. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. That it's, it's very, very frowned upon because it's also this whole idea of we're not our types, right? So everyone has sort of like, we all have nine types. Let me just say it that way. There's nine types on the Enneagram, but we all have a piece of another type. We're all one big, whole, complete person, and that encompasses every single trait from every other type. So to point someone out and say, you're such a four, or you're such a seven, or me to constantly tell myself, I did that because I'm a seven. One, you're letting yourself off the hook from taking responsibility of things that now you know better. So now you shouldn't be doing those things because you know better. And two, it's just not healthy because yes, my main dominant type might be a seven, but that's just not all of who I am. I'm actually what's called a subtype social seven. So I look like a two. If you see me and get to know me, you're going to automatically think I'm a two. Just in how I care and I give and I put other people first and I do those things first, but I'm not. My motivation for helping people and doing things is completely different from what a two, from what a two's reason is. So we don't like to be told, yeah, you're this and that and that and this type and only look at someone in, in from that perspective and that light because 
it's just not fair where we have all nine types inside of us. Right, because the uh, the alternative is that it's very limiting. It feel it could can feel very limiting. The thing that I always appreciate about the Enneagram, once I knew, once I took the test and you know got my results and everything, was that a lot of the negative traits of a three, I see them in myself, right? But instead of seeing them in myself and being like, those are the bad parts about me, I see them and I'm like, you know, I really don't celebrate my accomplishments enough. And like, I actually do move on too quickly to the next thing or, you know, like, and it was, it's just interesting to kind of be able to tell on yourself a little bit and be like, "Uh uh-huh, you're doing it. And now that it's in my head, I, over the years, and granted, I'm nowhere near studied as you are in it, but just even a casual knowing of my Enneagram has helped me. And that's what, one of the reasons I wanted you on the show today to talk about relationships and Enneagram, because I think sometimes we think like, oh, then we have to go to therapy for relationships and discuss Enneagram. And like, Maybe you want to, or maybe you don't. Maybe you just want to learn your partner's Enneagram and and have a tiny bit more knowledge. Yeah, yeah. No, just the slightest knowing, just reading the description with your results is like looking in the mirror. And you can't unsee that, right? So it is the very thing when I read that sevens are fear of being trapped, of being limited, of being bored, and that we run and avoid pain that blew everything out of the water for me because it gave me the exact answer for why it was that I left every relationship I was in. Oh, I have every single relationship. The moment something started to go wrong or there was a fight or something, I went, oh, nope, can't handle this. Don't want to handle this. And I would leave. So when I got into my marriage, I saw the same pattern happening. And I said, uh, something has to give and change because I'm yeah. married now. Like this, this is no more fun and games. Yeah. <laughs> so, so interesting. it's helped. And I think, I mean, not to sound dramatic, but I'm just going to go out and say it. I really think if it wasn't for the Enneagram, I don't know how many years I'd be married. I'd say that. That's important. Yeah. That's deeply important. Yeah. We're going yeah. on, we're gone seven years, but it's because I've done a lot of yeah. work and I, I i learned that you know emotions are not bad it's not yeah. terrible <laughs> like you're not gonna die if you feel hurt and disappointed and unsatisfied like yeah, i need to like touch it last for seconds yeah. yeah yeah well i think for you it, um and tell me if i'm wrong but for for threes it tends to be this thing of you have feelings you have emotions but you don't exactly know what they are or you don't really know how to bring them up right or or yes, I agree. I'm not going to say, or yes, I do agree with that. And then upon further reflection, it's like one instance can have like 97 emotions. (laughs) Like, it's not just like, Oh, I'm not just like that made me mad. I'm like, that made me furious. And also, and also impatient. And also, and then like, you're going, it's like, it gets very layered. And then I'm like, well, that's a lot. Okay. (laughs) And then do you say, wait, that's a lot. I don't have time for this. Oh, totally. Who has time for this? I already spent too much time thinking about it. Moving on. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I also think there's an interesting thing, and I'm curious to what you think about this, at least in the circles that I run in, in wedding. So I'm a wedding planner. I'm also an educator and I'm public speaker. And there's a bunch of educators that I'm friends with and we're all Enneagram threes. And there's a little Mm -hmm. bit of like a badge of honor to be like, I'm a three. Oh my God, I'm a three. Oh my God. I'm also a three. Like we're so, we're so like ambitious. We're all threes. And I wonder like, are we all threes? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So in the Enneagram world, the there was a, I forgot who did the poll, but there was a poll done of all the Enneagram coaches. 
and the most successful Enneagram specific coaches were type threes. That's really interesting. I think it was like three and then seven and then eight, I think. Which doesn't surprise me at all because right. three sevens and eights are the aggressive. Right, the, mo the more motivated ones <laughs> to action. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. interesting. And future focused. And future, of course, like business building focused. Does your Enneagram change over time? No. 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 Your behaviors will change because you know of the Enneagram, but it will never change. Deep, 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 deep down inside is how I like to say it. Like we all have the, our little kid inside of us, right? From when we were five and six and our childhood memories and all that. That little kid will always be with inside of us. We'll be a hundred and still have, you know, little baby Renee inside, right? It's the same thing with the Enneagram because it was developed through your childhood yeah. and in adolescence. So that is true to you, to your core and remains the same. Now you know the Enneagram, so your behaviors will change with time as well, yeah. which is also another reason why not to automatically type someone. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny. I, I was talking, to, I was at dinner with some friends last night, friends that I've known for like, you know, over a decade. And we were talking, they're not, they're not in the entrepreneurial space, but they sort of asking me like, were you like this as a kid, you know? And I said, mm -hmm. no, I was totally different as a kid. I, I was quiet and shy and I read constantly. And I was just like this little bookish shy child and they go where did all this come from and i was like no i think she was always there there was just some other stuff going on but i was always even as a child extremely future focused like if you had asked me at any at any age renee what do you want to be when you grow up not only did i have uh, an answer i had a plan <laughs> right it was like you know how little girls say some little girls say they want to be ballerinas I was like, I would like to be a ballerina and here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get a scholarship to the New York City Ballet. Like I had it planned out. I was like six. I did not become wow. a ballerina. I did not. I gave up that dream. But there were many other dreams. Like there was always a plan. It was never just like, I want to be an astronaut, which is valid as well. But I think if I had said that, I would like, and I'm going to go to space camp and I'm going to da, da, da. Like it was always, I was always sort of, you know, trying to figure out what the next move was, even as a kid. I love that. Isn't that wild? I love that. Yeah. So, you know, I, and I don't want to speak for all sevens, but I'll generalize here. So we're not very good with plans and being detail oriented. It's like we see the, the, we're future focused, but we see a bigger vision out in front of us and I can see the whole thing. I don't know how to get there but I can tell you what it's going to be like and feel like when I get there. And so it's a constant, constantly doing, taking tons of action, you know, setting my sights higher and higher and higher and coming up with all these brilliant ideas. But the plan that the threes have to execute is something that like no one else has. Eights have more energy than a three but threes are so much more detailed and you guys just have this amazing ability to execute like nobody's business. <laughs> yeah, I get, I mean, it, to me, it's just like normal, right? So I don't, I, it took me like a, several years of entrepreneurship to realize that, that perhaps I work at a faster rate than most people. If I'm motivated, if I'm, if I'm, you know, like that's the goal, if I, if it's not my goal and it's not, I'm not focused on it, I will do nothing. But if it's if it's my thing and I'm working and I'm going, then like yeah, it's, it's kind of steady as she goes. And it didn't occur to me that other people don't 
just do that. But this was, I mean, I've, I've been an entrepreneur for like 13 years. So back in the day, we weren't talking about Enneagram. We weren't talking about any of this, really. It was just like, mm -hmm. put up a website, do your best. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah, let's see what happens. Exactly. Like, and it was like this idea, I don't know, when I first started, there was this idea of like, well, good luck. It's tough. It's real tough. And not that mm. I don't think it was, and it is, it is tough, but it's a really satisfying kind of tough most of the time. Like even today, as I sit here in my physical body, I'm very tired. My, the soles of my feet hurt. That's a weird wedding planner phenomenon where like, no matter how many really well-made pairs of shoes I wear, literally the bottom of my soul hurt, like of my feet hurts on a wet a day after a wedding. I don't know what that is, but it's, that's been constant for like 13 years, but like my physical body hurts, but like emotionally I'm very satisfied with how the day went. I feel very successful. There's that word about how it all, how it all went down. So therefore I feel good, even though my physical body is like, rah, rah. and that I think is the tough part, especially with weddings, right? There's a lot of with weddings and wedding planet planning, especially, or any wedding pro really, um, our skill set has to exist on so many levels, both technical, emotional, mental, leadership, thinking 10 steps ahead. And so I always love talking about the Enneagram because I think, like we said earlier, that self-knowledge can lend itself to all those different levels of what's required for us. I kind of feel like you should have your couples or your, you know, whoever's on your team take the Enneagram. I, I think that my, my associate planner, Joey... <laughs> This says a lot about the, the men in my life, both names. So Joey is my associate planner. My husband is Joe. I've asked them both to take it. And both of them like were like, this is taking too long, like a third of the way through. And I was like, it is a, just take the test, gentlemen. Like what? What? So they both need to take the test. If you're either one of you are listening to the show, go take the test. I also feel like that is a male thing <laughs> as well. So it's not a specific type. It's just male species in general. Sorry, men. Yeah, it's like. So like, just do it. Just Come do on. It. Please just do it. Maybe I'll, this is. And then they do it. And then they realize, oh, that was a great decision. Yes. And then you can come back and say, you see, like everything else I tell you, if you just yes. do it the first time I ask. <laughs> Guess what's going to happen right after we're done with this episode. I'll be like, Joe, take this test. Natalia, where can people find you on the internet? Yes. So I'm on Instagram at Natalia Hernandez Coaching. Nice. I'm also on Facebook. Um, I think my name there is Natalia Lopez. Great. <laughs> it's my married name also my website nataliahernandezcoaching.com and i have a podcast called enneagram and love Ooh. all about specifically relationships with the enneagram and if someone listening uh was like my partner and i need this how can they in what ways can they work with you yeah so if you go to instagram there is a my bio on instagram there's a link and treat there and you can just click on Great. that and all my information for coaching Perfect. and i've got some I've got a guide called Practical Guide to the Enneagram, and I have another one called How to Stop Arguing and Start Communicating. So you can go ahead and grab that. That's a good job. We're going to link to both of those resources. I'm especially interested in the How to Stop Arguing. I mean, not that I argued that much, but I'm always interested in like, how do we stop arguing and start communicating? I'm, a, I'm also a Gemini, so communication is like the, my top value. Um, so I love that you have that. That's I love it. I love a good resource. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Natalia, thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom with us. This is just the tip of a very large iceberg about Enneagram and relationships. Go check out Natalia's podcast and link uh, the links to all of her information will be in the show notes and on our website. So go check out Natalia. For our listeners, y'all, we are past 200 episodes now. 
200 times you've allowed me into your earbuds. And for that, I am eternally grateful. To celebrate our 200th episode, we are asking, requesting, nudging you to go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Why? Because when we have new, fresh, beautiful reviews, then Apple Podcasts goes, oh, this is a good one. Let's show it to more folks. And that would be the best 200th episode gift of all. Friends, thank you so much for spending your time with us this week. We will see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this week's Talk with Renee Dallow. We would love for you to subscribe on Apple Podcast or follow the show on Spotify so you never miss an episode. And remember, this isn't a one-way conversation. I want to hear from you, our amazing listeners. So reach out to me on Instagram at Renee Dallow or on TikTok at the Renee Dallow. Tell me your thoughts on this episode and suggest topics you'd like us to explore in future episodes. You are a crucial part of this community and your voice matters. And as always, I know that your time is the one thing you cannot make any more of, and I'm always so grateful that you spend it with me. Until next time, friends, be good to yourself. <laughs>